This is Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, featuring distinctly qualified global changemakers dedicated to creating a healthier planet. One where our unique gifts are lived, expressed, and celebrated. I'm your host, Julian Guderlai. And I'm here today with Alexandra Alden, talking about rewilding and regenerative ways of living and coming into community. So, Alexandra, welcome. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm excited for our conversation. We, you and I have met in Portugal a few months ago at an event called Rebuild and um, had you know, the pleasure of spending a week together uh, in community and with about 100, 120 people for a week on a, you know, um, old chicken farm that was revamped into a community project. Um, quite funky and also quite ambitious. And, um, you know, when you and I met at this event and ever since our conversations have been about how the human operating system and how we relate as humans is kind of the, the core connector and the pivotal piece in, um, in how any change really happens and in how any uh, progress is really, really done. And I'm really curious about um, maybe like to start with your, your background of how that topic started to become a focus point in your own journey and your you know uh, career also yeah i mean for me i've spent probably like the past i don't know seven to ten i don't even remember years working in uh in what i term is like the social change industry and that manifested in a lot of different ways from working with like design agencies on social impact projects to working in like the more like traditional like UN system, doing stuff all over the world, as well as like starting my own NGO. Um, and what I kept observing in these like larger systems is like we talk a lot about wanting the world to exist in different ways, but the way that we actually behave within those systems a lot of times is the way that we don't want the world to be and and you know and i don't even know that it's necessarily like malintent i think it's almost like it's it's unconscious you know but it was me like i was in this as well you know like this idea of like hey let's go change the world let me go work in like i don't know tanzania and bring them like tools for education because somehow like we know how to do education even though nobody really knows how to do education you know so eventually i started getting like frustrated with that but also had no idea of how it could be done differently and then I started my own personal journey like I came from kind of like a chaotic home growing up and um, that embedded like a lot of ways of thinking in me also going through like a public school system you know and so and I saw myself like in my work pushing myself really really hard um, burning out you know like getting like perfectionism with people and getting frustrated with people around me all behaviors that like I didn't like in myself you know so I started this therapy journey started using plant medicine started you know working with all that and really like unpacking like why I thought the things that I thought and the way that I viewed the world and through that really understanding like I had very much created my own reality based on my own experience 
and then interacting with other people and seeing that like, oh, they're also creating their own realities based on their own experience. And this is something for me that was like a discovery, but you know, in spirituality, in a lot of like the more like traditional wisdom sources, like they've, they've known this forever, you know? Um, but so ultimately what I, what I saw in my life is like when I started changing myself and really brought that focus back into like, okay, what, who am I, how do I want to actually embody my, the values that I speak about in the world versus saying like, how can I make these values externally to myself? Um, things just kind of started naturally changing for me. Like I changed the, the way that I interacted with the people around me changed and also the way that I moved through the world changed and that starts changing the world. Um, and so once I kind of like started to see this in my own life, my immediate was like, okay, how do I share this with other people? Um, and then being in these like regenerative spaces, I was really attracted to the regenerative spaces because I was like, oh, okay, this is like, this is different. You know, this is where people are doing the, the real work. And then I also observed the same thing that we, we still have the same sort of thought patterns coming up. We still have like ego driven moves that we make, you know, or going really fast because we feel like we have to go fast without really thinking about like why we're doing what we're doing. And so like for us to really go back, you know, I don't think there's really a going forward. It's more going back to like kind of what we already knew. I think everything's quite cyclical, but I think there's a, there's a big piece of work that is actually changing the mindsets that we're operating with to be able to move back into community or create things that are more aligned with, with the natural world and the way that we need to exist to have any sort of longevity on this planet. Yeah, beautifully, beautifully put. You, you opened a, a few different, um, you know, conversational kind of storm, storms and fires there. Um, mm. Totally with you, with the similar experience that when, you know, in the past, I myself went into projects to build schools or to bring communities together. The pivotal kind of point of failure was just the behavior of all of us who showed up, <laughs> you know, me, me included. And then our ability to, to, to either deal with that or to you know, clean up in a way that was actually constructive rather than just repeating these cycles of, um, oh, you know, you didn't do this right. So you're out and, and we, we keep going or like, oh, we just need more money. I need to get there quicker. And, but there's also like, for me personally, still like, it's quite hard to summarize it into a textbook kind of answer. And I think there's a clue there you know, because life and nature don't necessarily happen like a textbook. So it's not necessarily that it's like, oh, this is the formula. And everyone who follows my formula is going to be more alive or something like that, right? And so that seems to be another step of that journey in the becoming and understanding. And then you, you, really, you really named it there, the, the dynamics of nature as we're part of that, they're unpredictable. You know, they're, they're, even with all the modern data, we, we don't fully know how to predict anything that happens in nature. And so maybe that is the freedom that we want to give ourselves and each other. Um, I'm curious about, about wh where you see the path, the pathway forward and, and freedom and, you know, our diversity that we all bring to the table of our diversity of being, um, how that all kind of coincides in, in what you're observing and what you're stewarding in the world. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is that like when we, um, there's a there's a fear of this like slowing down because when we actually slow down, it become and we start asking why of ourselves and and then the things that are around us, it it does become clear pretty quickly that like the things that seem straightforward, you know no are not straightforward it could be something as simple as like okay why am I going to the grocery store today if you unpack that enough there's a there's a deep deep level of complexity and then the second thing is like why do we feel like we need to understand everything as well because I think a lot of there's almost like a, a drug hit when you feel like you have made sense of something but I think the reality is like, it doesn't, it doesn't hold, <laughs> you know, many things that I've felt I've made sense of all things that I felt I've made sense of later in life. I'm like, oh, there's a whole deeper level to it. And so I think a, a lot of the work is actually like letting go of that desire. And, and for me on my personal journey, and what I'm also trying to bring to other people is like building con- like containers of trust. Because when we actually trust, like imagine just play the imagination game that we are just a piece in this giant ecosystem. If you look at all the other pieces in the ecosystem and how they work, it's, it's actually always working perfectly, you know? And, and I think with humans, we have this like added layer where some, I read somewhere that humans are the only species that can actually go against their own instincts. And so we have this other feature where we can kind of like swim upstream, like the salmon. And, um, and when we do that, we tend to create like, a, like we still end up in the same place, but we create like a lot of pain for ourselves. And so the more that we're able to, to trust ourselves and our inner knowing of like, what is, you know, what we should do in any given moment versus like trying to Google it and figure it out and like, you know, get the data on it. And then also the second layer is trusting each other. Um, and, you know, I know there's a lot of bad things that happen in the world, but I also don't know which of that is cause and which is effect, you know, like not trusting each other builds distrust in the world, you know? So if we choose to trust each other and just kind of let go of the control that we don't need to design everything and have a solution for everything, these solutions just naturally manifest. And that's what I mean when I'm saying rewilding humans. Like if we can as groups, whether it's like living together, working together, just hanging out, really deeply trust each other. We don't need as many like systems around us to make sure everything happens because we will actually just create the things that we need in that given moment. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in, in, in theory and following your logic, I'm totally with you on this. And in my own experience, I think trust is 100% like the most pivotal kind of um, like almost like an underlying current of change, you know, and, and maybe of us humans coming back to nature as nature or rewilding in that sense. Um, curious to hear your definition of trust also, but before we go there, um, you know, giving you some time to ponder it. In the, in the background of your mind. Um, I'm, I'm also, you know, I, I want to share that when it comes to trust in groups, my, my experience has been that it is a very diverse experience in the first place. Not everybody experiences trust in the same speed and in the same kind of context, right? So 
for different people based on what they've experienced in their childhood or you know maybe earlier in their life trust unfolds in different ways some people go there faster some people it takes them longer and you know you said it like there is there's a trust in life itself which then maybe comes back to trust in oneself and and so it has all these layers and um my own angle on it is that you know as we are learning to be one with nature and create from that place trust is going to be the only way how to go forward and so the speed of trust is actually just the right speed even if it's very slow or even if it is very um kind of detoured to where the logical mind would go because when trust is given the the kinds of connections and the kind of you know output we create has a whole other quality it's like another bandwidth of frequency Mm -hmm. but i'll slow my horses and i'll i you know feel free to comment on this but i also want to know your own definition of trust or you know in other words what is required for you to experience trust yeah it's interesting because probably like two years ago i would have been like okay boom these these four things make me trust now i've realized um it's not it's a feeling there's no definition for it it's a feeling in my body of um what it feels like is letting go and how it physically manifests for me is i can feel like my shoulders kind of go down like my breathing deepens and i just feel almost like held and for me it doesn't come from within first it comes from trusting like you can call it whatever you want but like the the the, there is this thing the universe that we are embedded in and it's actually working perfectly and then and then i can move and like part of the the focus of what i'm doing now is like you know we don't move directly into belonging in groups because you don't actually you can't actually feel trust you can't actually feel belonging until first you you feel like you belong in this greater thing that we're a part of like you accept that like oh i am nature i am a part of this thing okay i belong and then the next step for me and what i've observed with other people has been like working on belonging in my own body so like feeling like knowing myself feeling love for myself acceptance for myself because if you don't feel that like our internal world is our external world (laughs) so when i don't feel that for myself um i I don't feel for other people like i interpret their actions as like negative towards me you know um and then once we have that kind of like baseline and this doesn't mean you need to like go live in a cave until you can (laughs) do that but you know like you do need to have more space for yourself for a while and then you can actually start doing it with other people and building it with other people but if you if you don't have that baseline sense of belonging it's like hard to go into community and i think that is actually the the step that a lot of us miss it's like okay i'm just going to build a community but i actually don't feel that for myself um and you know, I went to Tamara in Portugal, which is like the the Europe's oldest eco village, and their like key thing is that they're like, if people come and live in this community, like we do the work, like you have to do the personal work for this to actually function, because otherwise it's like 
you know, I'm getting triggered by something that actually has to do with myself or my childhood or whatever, but I'm externalizing it and trying to work it out with someone else. And that creates all sorts of conflict that doesn't need to happen. Like in a well-functioning community, like most of the work is probably done in within the individual. And then you have certain like conflicts that do actually have to be brought to the community. But if you haven't done that individual work, you're gonna have lots and lots and lots of conflicts in the community. Yeah. And that's the experience we, we make in, in any form of community. If that's a, a project, if that is a, you know, a shared business, if that is a, a land-based project, if that is, mm -hmm. you know, um, relationships, you know, all project, of it. relationships, exactly. And so, you know, where, where our conversation is, is slowly kind of heading towards in, in my own inner kind of grid of meaning is, is, you know, trust and, and then fear. And then somewhere there is is hierarchy. And so, you know, I would go as far to say that the hierarchies in our world that exist, you know, the, the patriarchal hierarchies, the, um, the, the man-made hierarchies, because there are certain hierarchies within natural systems that are also important to observe. But those man-made hierarchies, they seem to be like a replacement of the actual personal experience of trust. So, yeah you don't need to have a personal experience of being grounded and anchored in your trust because you can just trust this hierarchy that's there for you. However, in reality, that hierarchy has tons of flaws and, you know, is also kind of riding on, on other people's back. And so therefore it's even more difficult to find your own source of, of trust. Right. And so when I kind of follow that, that train of thought, fear is the other side. So the hierarchy tries to protect us from fear but that means in the individual, I'm still operating from, I need protection from fear rather than understanding, oh, fear is a, a natural experience. You know, if I have, if there's, if there's physical danger, fear can support me. And otherwise fear is maybe also a, a indicator that, that, you know, it's, it's my, to, to a degree at least, my personal um, need to empower myself and remember with trust who I am. I'm part of nature. I'm part of this cosmic phenomenon. I'm, I'm part of what is life giving. And so when I give that focus, actually a whole other playing field opens. Would yeah, you agree that I, the hierarchy piece is, is very much related to a replacement of trust? Yeah. And I mean, I, th I think I told you the story last time we spoke, but, um, during like we ran the part of my company in Teleki, like we ran this 10 day immersive experiment in Portugal where we were really trying to like see what happens when we try and live together, you know, and but using also modalities to do the, the self work and bring awareness to like group dynamics and also like how does that relate to larger systems. And one of the, you know, one of the things we did, which was like a task that sounds pretty basic, but it was like, okay, we're gonna build a cooking system together. And what I mean by a cooking system is like, how are we gonna get food? <laughs> how are we gonna cook it? How are we gonna clean up after ourselves? You know, something that like is pretty standard in, in life in general, like we all have to kind of figure that out. And, um, and it became this like microcosm for like everything that happens in the world, you know? And, uh, and one of the things that came up was we had, um, we had to figure out who was going to clean. And originally it was like, okay, like we're going to make, you know, your typical thing. Like we're going to make this like agenda and people are going to, there's going to be two people per shift and that's like how it's going to be. 
And because we're in the experiments, like, well, wait, like, why are we actually doing this? Like, what problem or like, what are we trying to solve with this? And like, how could we shift out of this automatic way of thinking, you know, just doing what we know how to do and try something different. And we kind of realized that the reason we were creating that system was because nobody wanted to talk to each other. <laughs> like people didn't want to have to have to say like, hey, I have this need in this moment. Um, and, and I would like to, I would like to clean up or I would like to not clean up or whatever. So we were just making this like arbitrary system that didn't really serve the group because like, you know, you, there was no flexibility, there was no adaptability. That's, and that's not how nature works. So we challenged ourselves like in the experiment, we're like, okay, we're going to make a non-system system where basically whoever's not cooking could clean, but in the moment we will negotiate and decide who cleans and how they clean and, and whatever. And with the commitment to, you know, state clear needs and keep clear boundaries. So people didn't have to like guess each other's behavior. And it was really interesting. Like, you know, like the first day there was one, one woman who she, she enjoyed the act of cleaning almost as like a meditation. And she was like, I would like to like do that by myself over lunch, you know, and have that alone time. And then in the evening, I don't want to do it. And, and the other two people were like, okay, well, we'll do it in the evening and we'll rest over lunch. And so more people got to rest. So, like she got to do the activity in a way that vitalized her. The other guys got to collaborate and that vitalized them. And it was, and it just became like, I had that kind of exactly what you just said, this like zoom out moment of like, we create all these hierarchical systems so that we can avoid that type of negotiation and essentially we're just like externalizing our our own inner knowing to like a, a structure. And I think that's part of the reason that there is so much fear and like chaos in this world because we've outsourced our own inner knowing, our ability to negotiate, our ability to state our needs, et cetera, to the point that we're not connected with how to do that anymore. And I think that actually is essential in the feeling of belonging is like having those conversations those negotiations because even if there's conflict that's actually how you create intimacy with people it's at least one layer of intimacy or the or one layer of pre a precursor of intimacy is is a is a, a form of conflict and I'm, I'm totally with you on this i think part of this conversation is also the resilience of understanding what are normal um kind of you know loops that we as humans are in not to classify everyone not to tell everyone who they are but to and uh, to kind of normalize what shows up so conflict is one of those things it's if if the skill of resilience isn't practiced people like to shy away from conflict they like to use hierarchies to hide and and kind of tuck away not to be confronted with certain things meanwhile when we actually just let this you know form of um maybe a misunderstanding or this form of like having two different points of view, you know, in a, in a safe space where, you know, it, it's being held to simply unfold. Usually it creates much more intimacy and then therefore trust again. Right. And, and so then I've experienced this, this myself in, in, in groups where, you know, the tendency is to try to, again, normalize a new kind of hierarchy rather than simply being open to everyone's way of being uh, and, you know, some people talk more, some people talk less, some people want to wash the dishes, some people would rather not, right? Some people like to be alone when they do tasks, like in your example. And so 
these are not necessarily things that need to make sense to the mind, but only when they can be shared and heard. And we have the patience to go through that process rather than to, you know, optimize things based on efficiency. Um, I think only then we're actually taking ourselves as a part of nature because nature can be extremely quick, right? Like na nature can strike in, in, in powerful and quick ways, but nature is also extremely slow and patient and very cyclical on other elements. And, and um, in my experience, you know, especially having grown up in, in Germany and having gone through some of those cultural layers, um, we have a, almost like a perverted desire to make everything efficient. And I don't believe that that's actually our true nature. And I, I you know, spend a lot of time in, in Brazil and you're in Costa Rica as we're recording this. And so this chaotic energy of never being on time has a beauty to it. There is something about it that is totally uh, difficult to deal with for me personally, but then there's also something about it that is very freeing and very enabling and very empowering and very, very much giving the power back to the individual saying like, Hey, like ultimately you're here to create your day, your time, the way you want to. So even though we might make agreements, if you're not sticking to them, the consequences don't need to be that you're ousted from a community, you know? And, and so just trying to weave in a practical example and you know it for me it becomes quite paradoxical at this place because it is important that we honor our agreements it is important that we act with an integrity but at the same time when that means that we have to go all the way to kind of robotizing ourselves or follow orders from let's say governments or um, follow orders from certain hierarchies it's the opposite of nature it's the opposite of of um trust right it's the opposite yeah. of of practicing resilience and being in this space of vulnerability and and so it's you know ultimately i think that's where it comes back to a, a spiritual journey of self-realization only when we are courageous enough to be on that journey will we experiencing those paradoxical thresholds yeah and the, and yeah, it's definitely brave enough. Cause like, I don't know when I started this whole journey, it's like, I had to unpack a lot of stuff. And I was like, you know, there's like a good, like six months of like dark night of the soul, you know, <laughs> where it was like, okay, like a lot of stuff happened to me. I did a lot of stuff, like reframing my whole narrative of like what life was, you know, but it was so necessary and so much freedom comes from doing that, you know? And I think um, a lot of like, when we, sometimes we talk about like self-love and self-esteem is like, you know, go like mantras do work as well. Like go say a bunch of mantras to yourself. They do work, but there's also like exploring what, what has helped me a lot is actually exploring the, what would be considered the darkness, right? And uh, realizing somebody made this really great analogy uh, that I really resonated with. It's like you walk into a dark room and you think there's like a giant dragon in there and it's so scary. And, but then you actually flip on the lights and it's just a little paper dragon like floating in the air. And so I think like a lot, like when we start actually embracing that side of ourselves and that's the other thing I've realized, like 
you know, at one point in my life, I was like, I want to get rid of my anxiety. I want to get rid of this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I had like a whole list of things that like weren't okay, you know? And now I've realized that's actually not the game because it's all one thing. It's all the, it's two sides of the same coin, like joy and sadness are the same thing. And the more that we just like show love to all of that within ourselves, the more that we just kind of like open up to this trusting because it's like it's there nothing is actually outside of us it's all inside of us it's kind of just retuning into being able to hear it yeah there's there's a lot more in what you just shared you know when we go deep into the layers of the inside and then how that kind of manifests as external worlds and and as you said at the very beginning right and then we realize that different people might be in the same external circumstance but experience a whole different world based on or a reality based on um, the internal perspective and you know we, we call it the shared realities and but even that i think is it's just like a beginning of of again of us humans making sense out of all of this rather than which is definitely the spiritual path but just finding acceptance with who we are in any moment and with finding acceptance of what is there. And I don't know any human, including myself, that has never dealt with, I should be different. I should already be there. I wish I had my anxiety. I, I, should, I should already have accomplished this, right? And so then this, this pressure gets built up that is completely illusionary, really. And so I think that's, you know, part of our destiny or maybe even of our birthright to a degree as humans is to to walk that path and to come back to the very real experience of ourselves and grounding that into our the best of our ability in any day rather than a, a you know, I, I mentioned this a lot, rather than like a textbook version of what could be or how we should be because it's, it's not empowering actually and it's not a standard that i wouldn't want eight billion people to be and feel the way i i do it makes no sense right it's like a that would be a contradiction to diversity and and i'm also i'm not not on the planet personally to understand all of the eight billion people here like i i don't think that that that, that would you know i don't think i can to be honest and 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 so finding my peace with that, especially when we're going forward into building a world out of, you know, kind of the ashes that this current system is falling apart into, I think being at peace with certain differences, like being at peace with certain inabilities to explain something is, is going to be a very important and powerful, um, you know, part of the equation. I'll make a, a meta example just to, you know, take the philosophical tangent and bring it back into in, into the, the focus here. So right now the world is in complete media chaos. You know, you, you don't know whom to trust anymore. There's, you know, tons of directions about everything that's going on. Um, we were recording this in, in the beginning of 2022, this, this conversation. And I would go as far to say that accepting that that is what is going on, but focusing in on what is yours to do it's one of the most important choices to make right now. And then applying yourself to whatever you figured out is yours to do and trusting that deeply rather than trying to be in agreement or disagreement with everything else that's going on, right? Because it's such yeah. a distraction. And the interesting thing that most people that, that, that actually apply this, 
in one way or other, they, they start to be in service to their peers. Like you are, mm -hmm. you know, you're hosting and building these immersions and these experiences and these experiments. Um, and so maybe, you know, I'd love to hear your, your reflection on this, but also tell everyone listening to where else they can find you in, in these experiments, because I, I, I believe they're pivotal to continue to make learnings in this world. Yeah, I mean, I'll comment on what you said and then tell about the about my project. I can get lost in these conversations. So, um, but yeah, so the first uh, the first part is like for for me, like the the discovering of of purpose and like and what you're supposed to do and all of that. First of all, with the media, like I turned that off. <laughs> I stopped watching all of it. I stopped social media. And it's, you know, you think you're missing out, but like anything that's really important, like filters to you somehow, you know, but you, you, I think that's actually essential to get some of the noise out of the way to be able to listen to yourself. And when I say listen to yourself, it's also for me listening to the universe because we are all one thing. Um, and I, I think, you know, you've mentioned you've had this experience. I've talked to a lot of people who've had this experience. When you start doing that, that work, like for me, I don't do that much stuff anymore. <laughs> like, like I just kind of receive and I pay attention and I check in with like the feelings and the intuition. And it's, been, you know, I just moved to Costa Rica from, from Europe. And I was scared coming down here because I was like, okay, I'm just like taking this leap. I have no idea how my life's going to pan out down here. I hope I can keep doing my project. And the first like couple of weeks, I really tried to control. And I kept like going and like sitting in front of my computer and like doing things, you know, and like moving pieces around to feel like I was like, you know, in charge of what was going on. And then I just realized like, th this is not what is the reality of right now. Like right now, the reality is I need to sit back. I need to integrate into this new environment. I need to actually shed ways of being around like productivity and like rushing and like expectations to access like the, the true self that can actually fulfill my piece of my piece of the puzzle, you know? And, I, and so I let go of control and I did that and I stopped sending emails. I stopped going and sitting on my computer every day. And now things have just kind of like started clicking in and puzzle pieces are moving on their own. And it's like this beautiful feeling of like flow and peace where I actually like, I can get really uncomfortable because it's not going as fast as I want it to go. You know, like, okay, I need this. I need, I need money in my bank account in a month, you know, but it's like when I actually like let go of that and move on like nature's time, it just happens, you know? Um, and so that I think is when, when I say like we're creating these containers and we're rewilding humans, like part of it is just like creating a space where the people who participate in the communities that participate like have, have like the tools to ask these questions of themselves. And like, I don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers because really it's like getting back in touch with your own internal knowing. And when you do that, everything just starts to flow with each other, with the larger picture. And that's, you know, for me, that's like how we save the planet is by doing less and, and moving more with how the planet wants us to move. And I also think it's really important to note that this is like an intergenerational process. Like nature, nature is slower. 
we do our piece of the puzzle with our generation, but we may not get to this crazy finish line that we're imagining. And I think the idea is to like also, you know, we have this this idea that like the world's going to end because of climate change. So we have to rush. I don't think that mindset is going to get us out of this. You know, I think it's really just going at the pace that this has to go. Like you said, trust builds as long as it takes. Um, but yeah, so if people are interested in knowing more about this work, I'm always really interested to like talk to anyone who's, who's, who's interested in this. Always interesting conversations emerge. Um, but yeah, we're doing stuff down in Costa Rica, but also we can do stuff online and also live events internationally. So it's called IntelliKey. The website is IntelliKey.studio. Um, and yeah, get in touch. Yeah, do get in touch with Alex. And um, I'm gonna also make sure to link those those out, IntelliKey.studio. Um, is, there is no finish line. And I think this, this to the like human, you know, control freak uh, mind complex. That that's that's quite a weird uh, statement to to wrap our hearts around, you know. But once we actually like open our hearts to it, it's just it's just how it is. And then, you know, the question is, how far can we get in setting up environments? You know, now if if you think of environments, I mean. We know through the study of um, epigenetics that environments are incredibly important to how our DNA unfolds. We, we know that people, you know, who are in thriving environments, with like clean air, clean water, uh, you know, healthy food, uh, non-modified food, um, you know, have a, have a much easier way to be in a regulated nervous system. And then from that place, a whole other, you know, set of possibilities arises. But the reality is that rarely are all of us in that place in the current state of the world and you know um in this world that is now becoming possible because so much is falling apart i think this is the direction that many of us are here to build and just naturally let that unfold through us and um sometimes you know i, I don't know how much that that feels right to you alexandra but sometimes i i get this this idea that you know, everyone who's seen the vision of the villages and, and many people that are listening have, you know, and the vision of the medicine state of, you know, like, ah, oh, we're a community and like, I seen it, I have this vision, I'm going to build a retreat center. And, you know, so everyone has kind of gone to that place once or twice. What if we have seen this, but this is not necessarily the goal to rush to today or tomorrow or next year, but this is a, a, State of the planet earth that we are here to to slowly steward for other generations to live in, in that as the normal because you know i'm 30 34 35 this year where i've been seeing this for a long time and at the same time i'm still seeing this the state of the world with more and more people moving to cities and more and more people following health mandates that you know i personally don't think are really helpful um and and so i you know, at times I, I do get frustrated about it. And then I remember that's not going to help anyone. What's, what's, what, what's here, what we're here to do is to, to remember that that picture is the direction, that picture of the villages, that picture of the communities. It's not the goal. And yeah. I, I think you kind of said it like that. And, and so I really found that inspiring. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I've really observed is, 
sometimes I think I have a picture in my mind of what the thing is, but it's really the feeling beneath it, right? So for a lot of us, this is manifesting in this like beautiful vision of like, we all live in the same place and like share resources. And that's, that's not, I mean, it, it, is a, it is a thing that can happen, but I think really what we should focus on is the baseline feeling beneath that is like, I wanna feel connection with myself and connection with other people. And I wanna feel supported and held. And that can happen in a lot of different settings. You know, you can be you can be living in a city and be like, you know what, I'm going to build up really interdependent relationships with my friends, you know, and then you've created it without going and like buying a, an eco village. Um, so I don't know. I think there's a million there's always a million ways to work with anything. But I think the more we focus on the energy that we want to create and practicing that in our day to day life, because even if the ultimate goal is to have an eco village, if you can't do that in your day to day life, like your eco village probably won't go very well. You know, so it's like it's really just trying to embody the things that we want to be. And that's and, you know, and that's like what in Teleki, like we're trying to help people do, no matter what their ultimate goal is, is like, if you have the mindset, you're going to create that feeling. You know, if you've done the work for yourself, you can create that feeling. And I think having that feeling in different parts of the world uh, ultimately makes a, a better world. Yeah, well, well put. And it, it's, it's the world of the, or, you know, the rewilding process, the regenerative process, the, even the permaculture inspired processes it's mm -hmm. it's all of that all of those words and um, we're in it many 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 of us are in it and um it's quite even if we don't want to admit we're in it we're in it <laughs> so we're definitely in it right but we're yeah. also we're also there are other elements of this reality from you know the laptops we're connecting over to the phone you're listening to um they're part of this reality as well. And so it's still gonna, I have no idea, obviously. I, I, I don't know, which, you know, is kind of freeing to admit, but it's still gonna take a while is my, is my guess. And, and so let's enjoy that ride. Let's actually become those people that, you know, um, can be remembered for making change when changes do and for enjoying the journey um, rather than losing our cool about the goals we might have. So thank yeah. you so much, Alexandra. Thank you.